the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's get to it. It is a Tuesday. Feels like Monday, but it's Tuesday as we come off of the 4th of July holiday. I hope you had a great 4th of July on Sunday. I know we did at the Ellswick House. Uh, We did some uh, barbecuing out. Uh, Did a little bit of uh, just having some friends over and sit around talking and uh, discussing things. And then uh, yesterday, spent most of my time out by the pool just kind of sunning, doing my thing that I always do during the summertime. I like just laying out in the sun. I know my chances of getting uh, skin cancer are higher than people who don't do that, but my joints feel a lot better after I do that, just to be honest with you. Nobody told me at 68 I would feel every, every, every hit that I took in high school football and in basketball and in baseball, but I do. And with us also, Elizabeth Sotolaro is with us, and sh- I I take it that you had a good 4th of uh, July as well. Very quiet, very quiet, but we really enjoyed the weather. It was so nice to be outside to look at fireworks. It was just glorious this weekend. Yeah, we had uh, we had some people around our house that got into firing off, and, you know, it's not like it used to be with kids running around the front yard with sp- sparklers and all that kind of crap uh now they fire off uh, those artillery shells that's what they call them i'm just i'm not saying that that's what they call them and they shoot them up a couple hundred feet in the air and then they explode kind of like the big fireworks you see at the big displays and were there a lot of big displays this year i, I don't think there were there was again this year i don't think they're trying to pull crowds close together again to be able to uh, to to see the the fireworks displays, and you know it's getting really expensive to do some of those big displays. I mean, I wish I was back in Louisville, Kentucky, for Thunder on the River. That's always cool, uh, and and we have a fairly good one. Ever since uh, Osborne died, though, you know, it's kind of gone backwards a little bit. To be honest, I think at least. And uh, and who likes to gather right on the river with everybody else when it takes you it takes you 15 minutes to get there uh, and then to get home it takes you an hour and a half <laughs> unless you go to Dickie <laughs> go to Dickie Stevens Park and you can sit inside the ballpark and watch the fireworks so that's a, that's a good place yeah. to watch them as well yeah or you could try to watch Capital Fourth on television which is the nation's birthday party and it became a celebration of all things woke this year oh really and was I watched the first 15 minutes or so, and it was all pre-recorded stuff. 
And I'm thinking, this is what we did last year. I remember the crowds and the audience and live broadcasts of the musicians and the performances in front of people, and I turned it off. Yeah, I never made it to Vanessa Williams singing the Black National Anthem. I didn't. I didn't catch that part. I turned it the off. The Black National Anthem. Oh yeah, she uh, she sang the Black National Anthem during the show. It was a, a big highlight of the evening. You know, here here's my so. here's my question for everybody who just wants to bitch and moan about how bad America has been in the past. Is it still as bad as it was in the past? And of course, the answer is no. Great Fourth uh, of July uh, statement from George Foreman about that, which I thought was great. But you know, a lot of people want to look to the past. I'm looking to the future, and if you look at what the America was like in the past and where we are now, we are nowhere close to where we were in the past. I mean, I I don't see people riding horses, even driving cars around with sheets on. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't. I. I tell you what, the comments that these people are making, I just invite them to go to any other country in the world and criticize that country the way they do their home country and see how long that lasts. But that's part. That's part of being an American. I mean, you can criticize. That's the whole thing. You know, you got. They want you to criticize, fr- and they don't have that right. I mean, we we still have that right here in this country, even though you'll get doxxed and run out of town if the left doesn't like your opinion. But in any other country, you'll get thrown off of a building or you'll get killed or your family will be taken away in the middle of the night. Heck, yeah, we're better off than the rest of the country or rest of the countries in the world. Well, and I'm not I'm not even talking from that perspective. I'm talking about just paying attention to what has happened and what's going on now that uh, the, the congresswoman from Missouri who made the statement she did about how America was stolen from other people and how America today is, is uh, you know, a racist bastion of, you know, stu- American stewage, you know, how, how we go out and uh, it's, it's just American, uh, white Americans that are, are uh, doing all of this. Come on. You know, how many of you are so, how many of, a, I just wonder how many people that say this kind of bizarre stuff have done any real reading about American history. Yes, there have been some terrible things happen in American history and uh, in American culture. Yes, that it has. But is it getting better? I think so. You want to know where it's having really, really bad problems? In black uh, places in American cities. They're killing each other left and right. Well, how many was it that died in Chicago this weekend? There's like 2,000 yeah. shootings on the southwest side of Chicago. What the hell's wrong with people? They're shooting their neighbors. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. And it's not because they got guns. I think if they had knives, they'd be using knives or baseball bats. Of course they would. Of course they would. That's the result of the divisive politics that's being thrown out on us to, you know, hate everyone around you for every reason you can come up with, what they look like, who they are, what they do. Hate, hate, hate. And yeah. then turn around and point at us and say, we're the haters. So yeah. it's, it's a little crazy. All it's right. So crazy. I just go ahead. That's why we say it's a more perfect union, Dave. I don't know of any other country who set out to say we will make it better. 
we will make it better. They all talk about what they're going to do, but they don't talk about making it better. Our country says a more perfect union. We understand that we have work to do. Well, even the other side seems to understand that. They say that it's going to take time for uh, their, even their side to understand what's at stake. Well, if that's the case, then you got to understand it takes time for anything. It takes time. I mean, look, many dresses and many skirts didn't catch on overnight. <laughs> even though they were one of the best discoveries in the history of man. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while. And then they caught on, and then they caught off, you know, and no more. Just the way it is. It's a sad day of my life when they kind of started dwindling. Anyway, <laughs> uh, when we come back, we'll take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, when we, yes, I, I know. I am such a misogynist at times. But I'm a guy. I mean, I... I I know it. I understand it. But I, I bet you I treat women with more respect than most people. All right. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, after the 4th of July, let's get a break in. We got to do that. And then we'll come back. And uh, I'll pick up as as uh, President Biden. Now, did he say that he was that what he's been doing with the economy is better than what FDR did or that Bill Clinton did or the uh, you know John F. Kennedy did no no he says he's as good as a Republican president he said he's as good as Ronald Reagan well we'll look at that and see if that's true it's not you know it is Easton Towing wants you to know uh, Patrick uh, McIntyre who is the owner wants you to know that their goal is to first of all make sure that if you have a breakdown they're going to get out to your car and get it to where you want it to go. ASAP. That's what they do. All you got to do is call them 501 888 8849. That's 501 888 8849. I'll give that again before the end of this uh, little time of commercialization for you so you can put it in your glove box or in your wallet or in your purse because you need to know who you'll call. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who you call if you happen to break down on the rules. I mean, what do you do if you've got a broken down car? What should you do? Well, they'll tell you at East End Towing, pull to a parking lot or to the right shoulder if you can. Sometimes you can't. If you can, you should. Make sure there's no hazards around your car, like pieces of rubber or something that ripped off of your tire or whatever. And know that if you're driving down the road and you see those yellow lights of a tow truck sitting on the side of the road, move to the other side. Move as far away from that uh, place where the tow truck is so that uh, you give them plenty of room to do their, their business because a lot of people, a lot of tow operators have been killed out on the highway. Slow down, move over, uh, keep that in, in mind. Again, Phone number to call East End Towing. Told you I'd give you the number again. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849 for East End Towing. All right, back with you. Want to uh, talk a little bit about President Biden saying that uh, the increase in the economy over the last few months rivals that of President Ronald Reagan. 
<laughs> that's that's what he said. Oh my gosh, that's what he said. Oh He's comparing gosh. himself to the Gipper, to the great communicator. Just that he even puts Good him into the grief. same in the same ballpark as the great communicator is amazing to me. But let's talk about when Reagan came into office. He took office in nineteen eighty one. That's when he took office. I remember it well because I was in the military at the time, and I had been uh, in the military under Carter uh, for about four years. And uh, at that time, a high percentage of uh, your uh, you know non-commissioned officers, your NCOs in the Air Force, were on food stamps because they didn't make enough yeah. money to feed their families. And so they had to take food stamps. And the government, even at that time, was promoting food stamps to uh, to the military, saying that it was Mm -hmm. the way that our government was paying for the service and sacrifice of our military men and women. Under Carter, that was the storyline, yes. Yes, that kind of was the way it was. Unemployment was astronomical at the time. Uh, Remember that uh, inflation, on average, during that time with Carter and during parts of the uh, 70s, was 13.4%. Add that to your mortgage, folks. Take a look at your mortgage. Right now, I don't think we broke. Have we broke 3% again? I'm not sure. I haven't looked. I haven't looked. I haven't looked. uh, you know, lately at it, but let's, let's just say it's it's over it's three percent. That means inflation was ten percent higher. You know, figure that out with your your thirty year mortgage or even your fifteen year mortgage. Incredible, and uh, some other things. Growth going on uh, in the country was at one point I think seven percent uh, when you got. Uh, Reagan and he raised it to three point six percent. Real that, that was real growth, by the way. Real growth. Uh, the uh, inflation rate tumbled down to four point one percent from thirteen and a half percent. That's why a lot of people had trouble selling their homes. Anybody to take over their mortgages, you know. Start paying on them. Say, well, yeah, I'll just pick it up. I'll take over your mortgage and pay you a little extra cash on the side. Nobody was, no, there was very few takers or givers back then. A lot of people want to take it. Uh, under Reagan, the growth of federal government fell from 4% during Jimmy Carter's tenure to 2.5%. So they tightened up the money policies. That was to get inflation under control. You can see that happening now. Just the opposite. More government spending, talking about $1.9 trillion being poured into the economy. They want to pour even more money into the economy, and inflation will go higher. So uh, this is uh, this is not, not good. So, you know, Reagan lightened the regulatory burden. He did that. What has Biden done? He just consider, he, he continues now to put the federal government into every nook and cranny of our of our economy, and that just screws uh, things out. Uh, Biden has called for an, quote, all of government, unquote, effort to root out racism and to attack climate change, inviting a mountain of new red tape 
He wants to throttle the productive energy of industries and outlaw right-to-work laws, ramming unionization through any means possible. Unions have always been, uh, you know, a, a democratic bastion of power and uh, a bastion of power. And so you, you've got uh, you got them wanting to get back to that because unionization right now is at the lowest rate it's ever been because of right-to-work states which means you have the right to decide to work or not to work. And, uh, of course, right now, if you don't work, you get extra money, at least $300 extra a week. And if you go to certain states that have really high government programs, big big money programs that they give to those that aren't working, uh, in some of those states, you can be making – are you ready for this one? If you're a mom and a dad and got two kids – you can be making with a little bit of work you might be doing a hundred thousand dollars a year when you add in all the government programs. I mean, just add. And we wonder. Yeah, you, you wonder why, why you can't find anybody to, to work. work. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> to exactly where. Oh my God. That's where it comes from. And so we got to. You know, they can. Here's what the Democrats are doing. They continue to tell the big lie. Uh, and they tell such audacious and huge lies, just like these people who want to rewrite history. I'm not saying that we should, you know, go in there and clean it up and make it look like nothing ever happened. I think that all should be there. I think Tulsa should be there. I think all kinds of things should be there, good and bad. But let me tell you, there's a heck of a lot more good than there is bad in American history. And uh, the uh, the Democrats have been lying about that for the last I don't know fifty years, maybe longer. <laughs> longer. <laughs> and the, and the bo- bottom line is they they the the lies have gotten bigger because people are so gullible they'll swallow just about anything. They're like catfish, you know. You ever seen how big a catfish mouth is? It's huge. <laughs> It's really, really They're big. Go after anything. That's, on yeah. Bottom feeders. That's yeah, exactly right. So they, after anything. so they can just open up their mouth and suck in uh, everything that's around it. And you got to be careful. You you got to educate yeah, don't yourself. Don't be a catfish. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be a catfish. You don't want to be there. Well, that's why they call it catfishing. You know that's that right. that whole thing. That's why they call it catfishing because these are people that just about fall for anything, and it's it's really. Uh, it's really tragic that it's that way. I hear people say stuff about American history, and I say, where did you hear that? Oh, I read it on the Internet. Have you ever read a book? Have you ever sat down and really read a book? And I'm not saying just just read pro-American history books. Read some, some stuff that's uh, anti-Americanism. That's fine. But look at the footnotes and see where they're getting their information from. You know, you got books that speak so negatively of America, you start reading the footnotes and they come from uh, this or that letter of the California Marxist Party and things of that nature. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, exactly. that, that's when you start wondering about what's, what, you're th- what, what you're believing. You know, go back and read some stuff. Read actual documents you know you can do that now Don. that's where you can really use the internet sit down and read the writings of john adams himself read the writings of thomas jefferson take a look at them they knew they didn't have a perfect uh, country they were working to make it better 
That's what we have to do is work to make it better, not to draw upon things that were terrible in the past and say they still exist today. They don't. They don't. They do not. Is there, are there still some things that are bad and going on in America? Yes. Well, of course, we're not perfect. No. And we won't ever be perfect. So we'll always be working for that, uh, that great house on the hill, you know? That's always going to happen. That's what Reagan always told us. we got to push forward to that. That's not what uh, the Democrats are telling you. I'm telling you that. They're well, not telling you that. Yeah, but isn't that the spirit of America, to strive for better and to have the conditions in our country that allowed individuals to do that? Of course. Every, individuals every, rise up and it, you know do better. And every mother and perfect. father <laughs> wants it better for their children. Every citizen wants it better for future citizens. That's, uh, that's, that's always uh, typically been the case and if it hasn't been that way uh, it is very atypical all right time for the news and we'll be back with more with elizabeth all right back with you reminding you that if you have questions about filing for social security you can get your answers in a simple easy to understand booklet called your guide to social security you've heard david lucas here on the station talk about writing this booklet and how he tried to keep it simple so that it would be of great use to you And uh, it's 27 pages long. It outlines what you need to know. It could help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. And if you're within five years of filing for Social Security, you should get this booklet and you can get it absolutely free by calling 501-222-3315. As a bonus, you're going to receive a free customized Social Security analysis. That's uh, going to pinpoint the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone. Call right now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Just leave your information, and they'll get the booklet to you. All right. Elizabeth Sotolaro is with us, and uh, you heard her uh, somewhat in the first half hour. I was kind of hogging all the time because I really take – uh, take uh, umbrage up to p- people like Biden saying that they're Ronald Reagan uh, because that's 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 again the big lie. But l- let's go back. And, yeah, l- let's talk what uh, Elizabeth talked to me about. I was reading an article early this morning as I was having my toast with peanut butter on it and a cup of coffee at the kitchen table, and uh, it was an article about Pennsylvania's Republicans now wanting to do a uh, uh, audit of uh, the vote back in uh, November of uh, last year, like they have done uh, in Arizona. And a lot of um, squirrely things, to say the least, have uh, popped up in Arizona. They want to see what might pop up there in in uh, Pennsylvania. And, of course, uh, or yeah, in Pennsylvania, I think I think I said Philadelphia. I meant Pennsylvania, and they want to check in, for instance, uh, with an audit across the state. But they're really interested in, uh, you know, uh, Philadelphia because a lot of weird things went on in Philadelphia. Bring us up on what you've been hearing about uh, Elizabeth. You've been 
keeping your eye on this closer than I have. You tell us what you've heard. Well, of course, in Pennsylvania, they're seeing so many discrepancies. And they're the same types of discrepancies that are being uncovered in the forensic audit in Arizona. You know, there's a difference in just recounting votes and doing a forensic audit. And they're doing a serious forensic audit in Arizona, which has to do with examining with microscopes, fold lines, for example, on absentee ballots, all sorts of double checking. What's starting to come out is it seems as though the problems they're finding are duplicated or replicated across the country in other states. And so in Pennsylvania, they have some serious Republicans in their Senate, and they are getting serious talking about audits. They are actually talking about a forensic audit in Pennsylvania. Like that that in Arizona, because they they went down to Arizona, Arizona, right? Right. The the folks in Arizona have had, I believe the last count was over 20 different states have visited, uh, you know, Republicans usually, of course, coming from other states, visiting to see what's going on. And I've seen numerous articles after these visits, and in every single case, the people who are visiting are saying, oh, my, we see now we must go back to our state and check because this is going on everywhere. We have an individual who has actually come out and stated, I think it's a Pennsylvania lawmaker who said, we need to look at every state that uses voting machines. Machines are a problem. (laughs) I saw a news clip just a couple of days ago in Georgia, I believe it was. One of the states that's looking at all this information, you know, several different states are doing all sorts of checking and auditing. One of the states they have located after hours, late night on the November 3rd, check-ins, um, remote logins to the voting system by anonymous remote users who have high-level administrative rights, which means they could jump right into the database with the live data and alter it. And they know for a fact that this has happened. Okay, um, And yet these are the machines that are not connected to the Internet. No wonder the Democrats are having absolute fits about the ability of the Republicans to audit our elections. Yeah, and one of the things that has turned in Republicans' favor, and we can thank President Trump for this, is that he put more conservative judges in the judicial system that are beginning to have an effect on uh, things just like this so that we can get Um, this kind of stuff done. I'm hoping that this, I I, I think it's a, I think it's a, 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 I don't know how to say this. It's like the snowball effect. You know, I think more lawmakers are becoming aware of problems that are being uncovered and proven up to now. A lot of people have been able to say, Oh, well not here or not in our state, or it's only in Arizona. It's not here. It's only in those swing states. No, I think it's becoming more obvious that it's everywhere. Yeah, and and, and I think it's time we look into it. <laughs> yeah, it would seem to me that every state would do a debriefing after every election to make sure that everything was on the up and up. That has not been the case in the past. I mean, we're just starting to slowly peel the onion here in Pulaski County, 
And we saw a little bit of that here in the last week about uh, some things that were happening that shouldn't have happened. And uh, they they just slapped a few people's hands. They still haven't mm-hmm. dug. They exactly. haven't dug as deeply as they're going to. I mean, uh, the the legislature has yet to get really involved in this. And when they do, there may be bigger things than uh, hand slapping going on. Well, I understand that, yeah, here in Arkansas, there's going to be a lot more um, testimony and some hearings this summer in front of the Legislative Council about what happened in Gillespie County. And there's been some little little kerfuffles in other counties as well, and I understand they may be looking into some of that. I suspect there'll be some more election laws that'll get changed. That's a good Um, possibility. One thing they say is, you know, it's such a horrible thing. Well, it is. But if this horrible thing had not started happening, we would not have had any clue that our elections are compromised. Oh, but and, we but we but we did, um, you know, I, I believe, Elizabeth. I mean, look, we've known for quite some time here in Arkansas, we've had malfeasance at, in the voting booth. And <laughs> when you look at what's going on, for instance, in Pulaski County, it's been like the lighthouse for cheating for years, for decades, and, uh, because, and yet when they were caught, they were slapped on the hand. That's okay? because that's yeah. because the Democrats were in control all that time. Now that's, right. that's not the way it is, and uh, we're starting to make the necessary changes. I believe uh, to make uh, the election process more transparent as well as fairer. Well, it has to be that the American public are convinced that our vote is secure and safe, and there's one vote per qualified voter. And until that happens, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. We will have a landslide for the Republicans in the next election. There's no doubt. The question is, will it stand, or will the Democrats cheat and throw it over like they've done before? It's up to us to make sure that that does not happen. I have a friend that says, you know, until we secure the elections, I won't vote. And I said, well, how do you know that you're going to know when it's okay to vote? Again? Yeah. How are you going to know that? Well, I don't know, but until we secure the elections, that's, I won't vote. See, that's a silly well, argument to me. That's, we, a, that's well, a silly is, argument. We can, all go and, we can all go and help. I mean, your local election commission will certainly allow you to come and be trained as a poll worker and a poll watcher, and you can actually be involved in ensuring that our elections are conducted properly. And I think that is something that needs to happen. People need to be involved. Again, you know my mantra, our government is made by the people for the people, and our problem is the people are not participating. We elect these elected officials and then say, oh, well, I did my part. I, I voted and I elected somebody, and now I can sit back and you know, take my kids to soccer and watch TV every night and not worry about anything, and that's no longer the case. You have to be involved. Yep. And I agree with that. And uh, some of that has transpired over the last few years. That's why we're seeing some of the things that are happening in Pulaski County. That's why we're seeing uh, information coming out of Faulkner County. And not not just not on the county level, but out of the Conway City level. We're starting to see things are, be, are happening there uh, that shouldn't be happening. And... Uh, Probably we'll see even more in other counties as well as uh, people get involved. I can say, and I, I say this with all sincerity, 
that, Elizabeth, you have been very, very, very uh, important to a lot of the things that are going on in Faulkner County. We like to think that Faulkner County Reports, FaulknerCountyReports.com, helps to show what's going on with county government. We do have a split government. We have a Democrat county judge who controls, of course, the budget. And we have a majority Republican quorum court. And uh, it's always an interesting discussion. (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) it is. Hot topics going on currently because it's all about the money, you know. I mean, you make me think of the money. The whole state and and the whole country is awash in American Rescue Plan funding and money. Um, It's going to be a it's going to be a new game. I want to change a lot of things. That's a good question. a, A good thing to talk about when we come back. I wonder how many millions upon millions, maybe billions, in fact, of dollars are being sat on by, you know, municipal governments right now that's not being spent and being held for what little programs they, and I don't mean that little, I use that as a, as a term of endearment. Uh, they may not be little at all when it comes to how much money they spend, but a, a program to make and have the effects that prevailing parties want to have. We'll talk about that when we come back. Elizabeth Soltolaro is our guest here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Important information from her about what's going on as far as elections. Don't forget about Pat Davis. I love to bring Pat Davis up because I love to tell you how to save money, and Pat Davis can save you money. If you think you pay too much money uh, for health insurance, then you need to get a hold of Pat Davis. It's that simple. Talk to him, call him, discuss with him, and let him show you the pathway to cutting your health insurance by 30 to 50%. That's a lot of money when you consider what you pay for your health insurance. His phone number is 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. YourHealthPlanMan.com is the website. Again, that's YourHealthPlanMan, one word, dot com. And with, uh, you know, Pat Davis, find out, get actual insurance, not a share plan. Get uh, a perfect health plan if you're self-employed, if you're a small business owner, if you're still, you know, paying for uh, your workers' health care. Let him show you how to keep that so that you can keep doing that without a busting your business. Uh, know that you can pick any provider in the nation and there are no co-pays. That's an important one. Your, your, uh, your workers or yourself don't have to work in, walk into the doctor or the, uh, you know, the what severe uh, urgent care and, uh, and pony up. copay before you can even see the doctor. Again, call Pat Davis, talk to him about this, 501-605-6935, or visit him on the website, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, let's finish up this uh, hour with Elizabeth talking about President Biden's American Rescue Plan. Uh, you know, that that's law. Uh, it was passed. $1.9 trillion. How was it dispersed? 
Where has all the money gone? And let's talk about no transparency. How much have you heard, uh, Elizabeth, because I've not heard a lot, about how much of that $1.9 trillion has come to the state of Arkansas? I mean, I've heard numbers from everywhere from $100 billion to $600 billion. Uh, and, and if that is the case, let's just take the, 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 the number one figure, $100 billion. If that's what has been given to the state of Arkansas, where has it gone? There's been a huge chunk of money that was given out, you know, through the plan formally for counties and cities. And you're hearing about this now. I know we're hearing about it locally in Conway City. We're hearing about it in the county. It's money that is designated for uh, infrastructure projects in many cases, and it really has to be used that way. But there are also some restrictions or rules that say they call it premium pay for frontline workers. Every place, every county, every governmental entity that kept people working was eligible to turn in you know, paperwork to the government and say, yeah, we paid out this much money to these people because they kept working. And that money has been supposedly refunded or returned back to these cities and states because they were frontline workers. And this money also is able to be used by local governments to, I'll call it reward, you know, incentive pay or extra pay for frontline workers, premium pay for frontline workers. A huge chunk of money. And then there's a huge chunk of money that was sent out by the federal government to the various states themselves. Uh, I'm not seeing at the moment how much money. For example, though, the state library, the Arkansas State Library, got $2.6 million out of this plan. Um, here locally, the original, the original CARES Act, of course, also gave out money, you know, like, <laughs> as they say, like drunken sailors, and that's horrible for, Mr. for sailors. Um, this piece I'm looking at says we will receive $2.6 billion as part of the Rescue Plan Act here in Arkansas. Okay, so that's um, far below the, the low number I heard. So let's just say $3 billion now. That's whoa, still a lot whoa. of money for a state the size of Arkansas. Help me out. Is not is our state budget not $6 billion in a year and most of that coming from the federal government anyway? Isn't that true? It seems to me that our our state government is about $5.2 billion. That's the money we put together here. Our full uh, state government is around 35 to $37 billion. Okay, so our money here, half of that, see, is being, I'll say, refunded. It's not a direct refund. It's not a direct switch one hand to the other. But uh, the money is just flowing like water. And, of course, that's what's contributing to our rampant inflation, you can't just print off a lot of money and throw it into the system without running up the prices on everything, and that's what's happening. Man, they don't even um, they don't even print the money anymore. They just hit exactly. a computer key. They add some zeros on a ledger on a computer somewhere. That's basically what it boils down to. Absolutely. You can see why that's going to lead to terrible, terrible economic troubles. But this is why, and you started out this morning, our president says that he is doing such a wonderful job on our economy well, no, when you put you know $2.6 billion into the state of Arkansas, things are going to get a little better. 
<laughs> yeah, well, here's that's a, our money. Here, our here's money. the problem with our president. He doesn't even understand the things that he says. Uh, when President uh, Reagan yeah. took over, he said it is a, a new dawn in America. That's exactly what he said. And President Biden the other day after the jobs numbers came out and he's taking all the credit in the world for the economy uh, turning around. Uh, here's here's what he said. President Reagan said it's a new dawn. I tell you, we're in the afternoon. Now, I'm sorry to tell <laughs> President Biden this, but what you just said is that the sun is moving to going down now. That's not a positive statement. All right. You might want to have said we were moving towards the afternoon and we're we're going back to what President Reagan said. It's a new dawn. He didn't say that. He said we're moving. <laughs> we're moving on in the day because we're we're screwing up the economy. Uh, let's let's all remember what the economy was before COVID-19 and all the stupid decisions the government made was doing it was perking along really really well and doing really really uh good people were working people were uh, they, ever had it. yeah people their their uh, family income was up by nearly six thousand dollars and then we have a pandemic that shuts down the entire economy well if you get uh, on the other side you start opening you you expect things to turn around that's what Biden is grabbing and saying it was his it's his way of doing yeah. things. It's Hold not. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. The government being involved in, uh, you know, being involved in everything that's going on is going to cause problems uh, that uh, the inflation is going to keep raising its ugly head. I mean, I forget who was uh, one of the big com- I think it was Kellogg's said that inflation was seven percent for them right now know that you're going to see your cereal prices go up. Enough. Everything else. Elizabeth, we're out of time. You have a great day. My pleasure. We'll see you again next Tuesday. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. So keeping in mind, you know, not all this stuff that they're singing is, is beautiful roses and everything. It isn't. There's a lot of underlying factors that people are not dealing with. I want to see what happens at the end of September when all the states quit paying extra money to people to sit on their duffs and not work. All right, let's take a break. We come back. It's the Bible Guys right here on 101 FM, The Answer. Charles, brother. Yeah, I love. There's, there's only one song he did, he did better than that. What's up, Georgia? Oh, oh yeah. Man, you gotta listen to him when he sings Georgia. That's a great, great song. All right. I hope that your all's Fourth of July was a good one. I've kind of talked to both of you a little bit, and you seem to have enjoyed yourself yesterday. Indeed. Did Indeed. you do it like John Adams said that you should do it with? With speechifying and with uh, fireworks and with loud music, did you do it the way that the founding father I, said I we should do it? It was pretty busy, so 
we had uh, we had uh, speechifying. There you go. Talking about true freedom in Jesus, the whole cul-de-sac full of people hearing the gospel. Good. And then we had music playing throughout the whole time, and we had uh, the skies were lit up with the bombs bursting in air. There you go. Yeah. It's the way it's supposed so, to be, I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't know that that was what, uh, what, John the, Adams, what, what said. Adams said, but uh, yeah. Yeah, he pointed to the 4th of July and said what 4th of July should be like in America. And and we do a pretty good job of it. Yeah. I wonder what the hot dog consumption is on the 4th of July. Uh, I would guess it's pretty high. It's probably <laughs> high, as long, high. Along with do you, cows do you, don't look forward to the 4th think, of July. Do you think Adams had hot dogs? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I wonder where that came. When that actually became a part of our probably with Nathan's in the early 1900s. Yeah, what's Nathan's? Nathan's, Nathan's? Nathan's, Nathan's hot, hot dogs. dogs? Never you never heard of, heard of Nathan's? So no. you got to oh, read up on your history, uh, sir. And they're an old beef hot dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite yummy. honestly have good. never looked into hot dog history. But only I, one <laughs> hot dog I think is better than Nathan's, and and that's uh, oh, the, uh, now I've lost. It's made in Chicago. But it's a Jewish company. It makes them Hebrew National. No, not no. Hebrew National. It starts no. with V. Vienna Franks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And and this is the way I I I feel that hot dogs. You can tell whether they're really good hot dogs or just eh, hot dogs, right? When you bite them, they snap. That's right. Oh, they snap. Yeah, they yeah. Should, yeah they you can hear them snap. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's when they're good. <laughs> and if you've if you've ever had a hot dog at a stadium, you've most likely had a Nathan's. Yeah. So, so they're still in business. Or a ballpark. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. get them at the... We get them at Kroger all the time. Yeah, oh, basically. Yeah, baseball ballpark cranks. Yep. A lot of ballparks. Yum, yum, I'll, yum. I'll note that then. And well, you can get... I mean, there's more and more and more people are eating uh, beef hot dogs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they just started, a couple of years ago started selling beef hot dogs there at uh, at the ballpark. Oh, excellent! So that's good. You know, of course, I'm drawn unexplicably to to the other end of the ballpark where they have bologna sandwiches, fried bologna <laughs> sandwiches. I'm sorry, that's that's part of that southern part of me uh, just will not die, <laughs> will not die. Well, you guys have educated me today on my hot dog history. Thank yeah, you, thank well, you very see, much. Nathan's, I leave change today. Do you watch television at all? <laughs> very, very very little. I mean, so, well, I'll watch. I'll stream a few programs and things like that. Do you but, remember? Do you, have you ever seen some news about the hot dog eating contest? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, Nathan's. that's Nathan's. Oh, is it always Nathan's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Nathan's. They that's where it. they're the ones that put that on. Oh right. Okay. And the same guy won again this year. He ate one more hot dog this year. Seventy six. There you go. 76 hot dogs. And how long of a period of time? Gosh, I forget what the time frame. It, it's super short, like it's two just, or three minutes. Yeah. Is, is this guy like short. a bean pole? Yep. yep. See that? Well, what is the deal with that? Um, they take a huge amount of uh, laxatives before they eat. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> well, know. I have no idea. And the lady well, that won, I think she I think they do a very crappy afternoon. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh. It really would. Okay, let's get with it. We move away from the secular side. And good morning. Billy is here and Scott is here. Steve had to work early this morning, so he is not in. We're sorry that he can't join us today because the first question, Billy, I'm going to ask you to read that first question about patriotism to us because for some reason mine came up draft, so I have no idea what happened with that. Yeah, mine did. It said draft. He got it. it. I sent it to both of you. Uh, but it's about patriotism, and it's a good question. Mm-hmm. There's there's times, and there's been churches that I have belonged to, 
that on the 4th of July, uh, they don't have the Christian flag up. Well, they might have one. Right. But they may have 70 American flags mm. going from the the podium down the sides and to the front door and then outside along the road, if they're mm-hmm. right along the road, is all American flags. So I've seen a few churches with the front really decorated. We had we had some on our, our, our pillars as you come in, but some churches actually, there's almost as many flags as there is grass. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Go ahead, read the question. Uh, so there, the question is, having just celebrated the 4th of July, I was wondering what your position was regarding patriotism and the Christian faith. What I mean is, do you feel that we have politicized Christianity too much? I have seen church services that look more like a political rally than a worship service. So this would also lead me to ask your position on pietism as well. Where do you guys stand? It's a good question. It is a good question. It's a good question. Uh, it's something that I think that all Christians have to take into consideration that you do not let your patriotism take the place of your Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I said a few um, a few a few months ago, I believe it was, and uh, I got some people questioning me about it. Uh, I said, you know, you have to make sure that you don't uh, wrap the cross in the American flag, right? Because then people you almost you, it's almost like Christianity and Americanism are indistinguishable from each other; mm-hmm. that they're one and the same thing, and they certainly are not. We may have had a lot of the Christian uh, beliefs and foundation in our founding, um, and I, I dealt a lot with that on, on Sunday myself. But but um, as far as the two being entirely distinguishable, that should be a, a, a marked difference between between our faith and our, our allegiance to our country that is that is secular, that is ungodly, that is all the things that America is. I mean it's not it's not uh, it's not perfect and we don't pretend that it is. But at the same time, you know, God chose for us all to be born here. Right. And so if he chose us to be to be born here, then he intended for us to be here, so it's it's good. But um I'm sorry. What was the first part of the question again? I forget. Um, I've been awake since one fifty this morning. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, I, had, uh, I had a nightmare. Woke up and just wasn't able to go out to sleep. What is your position regarding patriotism and the Christian faith? All right. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think you'll find some of the your best patriots are Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that the, our faith um, causes us to be um, to be patriotic. If by that you mean supportive of our of our nation and our founding documents. Do you, yeah. What do you think, Billy? Yeah. So <clears throat> this is one of those things that it's, because uh, the next question of that is what he says, uh, I mean, do you feel that we have politicized Christianity? Um, this is almost a bait and switch because you have to understand that this country that has nothing was conceived. To, that has nothing to do with the first part of that <clears throat> right. question. Mm. This country was conceived by and large in churches. Um, yeah, that's true. The the early this country was, um, regardless of what modern history history teachers want to teach, this country was birthed out of a desire for God, a land where God could rule, um, and the church was very political uh, when this country first started. And then we were taught over the last thirty, forty, fifty years that oh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You you can't be. Uh, the whole concept of the separation of church and state 
Um, if you believe that that concept exists as a part of our founding documents, you need to go reread the, found, re- yeah. the founding documents. That's not what our founding document says. Correct. What our founding documents say is the government can get invo- cannot get involved in church. Not the other uh, way around. It, it was never meant to be yeah. the other way around. Matter of fact, all of those early politicians came right straight out of the churches, and what they brought, the way they founded this country, was to take biblical concepts and turn them into law. Mm. If you go look at our laws, they line up with the Ten Commandments, yep. uh, and there's a reason, because those founding uh, fathers were, were Christian men, and they looked at, hey, if God says this is a right and perfect law, then we should mirror that in a country that we want to be that way. Um, so the the early the early country, this the early parts of this country, the founding of this country was Christian based. We we talk about that all the time. The fact that this is supposed to be a Christian country, we we organized, designed, and set up a Christian country. Now we have allowed that to be stolen from us. Um, that has been stolen from us, and that's. Part of the deceit that has happened in this country is that Christians were told that they just needed to keep their mouth shut. It was all going to work out right. And that's simply not true. What's the old statement? All that is necessary for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. That's right. Um, And and we, for too long, for too long, that has been our position. For too long, the church remained silent while this country slid into debauchery. And we are now in a position where it's going to be tremendously difficult. To pull it back out of the gutter. You know, that's kind of a, it kind of echoes the, mm-hmm. um, the message of, um, of Bonhoeffer. You know, he, mm-hmm. he went and tried to wake up the German people saying, I, I think sometimes we forget that, uh, Hitler's time in power was 12 years, but the Holocaust was only three years of that mm-hmm. at the end. Right. So what happened for the, for the first nine, uh, he won the Christians on side. He said great things. He had 18,000 uh, or there was 15,000 uh, uh, pastors who signed on in support yeah. of him. And he was, you know, fixing the economy and, and affluency was coming back and joblessness was going down and all these great things. And all of a sudden he he, he led them down the path and then real, revealed who he really was at the end. Bonhoeffer was trying to wake people up saying we're, we're ally, uh, making an alliance in the wrong way. Our alliance has to be solely with with, with the word of God and what God says. And to oppose this stuff. So um, going back to what Billy said, I actually quote, read this quote, showed this image on Sunday morning. James Madison, the fourth president of the United States, said this. We have staked the whole future of our nation, not upon the power of government. Far from it. We have staked the future of all our political constitutions upon the capacity of each of us, of ourselves, to govern ourselves according to the moral principles of the Ten Commandments. There you go. So he says we've staked everything of this country on the Ten Commandments. And when we continually move further and further away from that, we find ourselves um, further and further away from the ideals that uh, our founders had. In fact, uh, John Adams, second president of the United States, said this, that the Constitution is written only for a religious and a moral people right. and it is right. incompatible to any other so so you can't run it so you know have we politicized um has the church been politicized uh, to some degree but you can't mistake the church pointing out historical correctness uh with being too uh with being too political right. i think it's a, a, a coming upon us to remind the people 
of just how religious we were in the beginning. I got to get a break. Go for it. We'll come back and we'll talk further. Don't forget about Cabot Emergency Hospital, 100% physician-owned, open 24-7, 365. There's always a board-certified emergency physician there. That includes holidays. They got a a radiological suite that includes x-rays, CT scans, ultrasound at the bedside, by the way, and MRI, plus an on-site lab and a pharmacy. You want to get back to your life faster? Then go to Cabot Emergency Hospital. Uh, If you're in the the Cabot Ward, uh, Austin, BB, El Paso area, Closer to go there than it is to go anywhere else, and they will get you back to your life like you want to. Now, if there's something, you know, that's really, really, really serious, like you're having a heart attack, they'll identify it quickly because they got an on-site lab, and then they will expedite you to the nearest hospital where they can give you the uh, treatment that you need. But why wait? See, get seen fast and uh, early to the folks at Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right, let's continue on. Uh, I think there's some more to that question yeah. there that that we got. I mean, it was a multifaceted. It was. Yeah. It, was. it says, um, so this would also lead me to ask your position on pietism as well. Where do you guys stand? Yeah. Um, for those listening who don't know what pietism is, uh, pietism is basically, deals with the word piety. Um uh, and I think it originates uh, probably from the 15 or 1600, something like that. Um, and based in it within Lutheranism, which is yeah. interesting because it it actually Germany was Lutheran. And right. That was a part right. of it. So basically, Pietism is the belief that we should augment our spiritual interest and decrease our natural. So you deny yourself going to movies and mm-hmm. doing things like that, which there's a lot of. Um, there's you know, a lot of good, a in lot it. of good stuff in it, but one area of, and I think this is probably why they asked this because they asked a political question. Right. But one area of Pietism is basically um, the church shouldn't have any involvement in politics right. because right. It's, it's dirty and it's um, it's unclean, and so uh, we deal with the spiritual stuff. Let them deal with the natural, but the the, tw- the two should never uh, should never meet. I don't I don't believe it. Yeah. Well, that's it's a, it's that a false it's a false doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot be of the world and not. You know, you you got to be in, in the world to be, you know, to bring Christianity yeah. to the world. If, yeah. if every Christian were to withdraw from political motivations at all, we would literally be living in hell on earth. Yeah. Period. I mean, if you if you surrender um, all political machinations to the other side, then then you're living the way they want you to live, at least in the physical. Um, and yeah, that kind of pay attention to today. Yeah, and you know, way to live. And if you look at the just the history of 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 our prophets. Uh, in, in the scripture, I mean, over and over and over again, they're in the face of kings rebuking them. They're prophesying right, to right. them. They're calling them to account. I mean, repeatedly, God sends men of God into the political arena and has them start bringing correction. I mean, who can forget the great encounter between uh, King David and Nathan? Right. When he went in, he, you know, he tells them the story you are about, the, man. about the sheep. You are the man. I mean, he, the prophets were always in the face of the of the politicians. So, um, so no, um you certainly, um, I don't believe in, in pietism in, as far as removing the voice of the church right. in the in the government. So I would say most definitely, I would not subscribe to pietism. Yeah, think about that. We couldn't. We would never have had the black robed regiment. That's right. right? No, that we would. Well, not, we wouldn't have a country. That's right. Um, yeah. It, plain and simple, the, yeah. the United States would not exist. Period. 
So. And we have we have to see ourselves as being salt in this world and light and we're here to uh, we're here to make a difference for sure but it can go way too far i mean i you know it can go way right. it can go it, anything can get off into a ditch so uh but this certainly is one of those things that uh that can i mean i've had people during this whole election this past election thing i mean if i said anything that was seemingly um contrary to the belief of certain political parties i, I would get I'd get pushed back. Yeah, get hammered. Yeah, what, what do you mean? What, what, what are you saying? And, you know, it seems like a lot of ministers preach so as to avoid conflict yeah. as opposed to preaching as to please the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. And preaching to avoid conflict is the thing that opens the door and leads us back to 1938. Dangerous. Back in, yeah, it really is. It really is. My sister, she was, uh, well, I probably shouldn't say that. But, 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 yeah, it's too late. I've already given away the... That moment your brain kicks in, 10 <laughs> seconds too late. So yeah. Can't talk about what she thought. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because I don't... My brother-in-law listened, so... Uh, yeah. Well, there you go, Good <laughs> we'll morning, stay brother. away. Yeah, hey, so, Jonathan, stay, how are you doing? Stay away from, from that. But, yeah. you know, you got to preach the truth. Yeah, that's right. That's the key. And yeah. where it falls is where it falls. That's yeah. right. That's right. But But nowadays, if you... If you, if the if the truth of God violates your truth, then you get canceled. Oh, don't even. Do you know a guy named, or have heard of a guy named Eric Metaxas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, Eric. We've had him on the show. Oh, have you really? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I was listening to him just uh, this morning, and he had his show. His show is called "A Show About Everything," and so he just interviews anybody, anybody from scientists to pastors to. How, however, he'll typically pull it back to a, a Christian because he's a believer. That's correct. Well, um, he had a um, he had a YouTube channel. And he had like I think it was like something like two hundred twenty thousand or two hundred fifty thousand people on his YouTube channel that were following him. Uh, and he happened to have on his show someone who was uh, talking about the vaccine and the problems of the vaccine. Guess what? He got pulled off. YouTube closed his channel down. Closed the entire channel. So. So uh, the point is that, you know, what we're saying may not be popular, but um, it has to be said. Now, I don't know. I didn't listen to the show. I have no idea what they were saying on the show. But the point is, nowadays, the America who thinks we're really free, we're not really free. Yeah. You can't say you what know, you used We used to talk about the propaganda that happened in other countries during wars in the past. But if you think we don't live in a propaganda state right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. Where three or four major companies can control what you say and you're going well i can say whatever i want to you're right you can say whatever you want to but it may never be heard because the moment you say it and it disagrees with their positions they'll simply remove it Mm -hmm. they'll flag it remove it and you don't get the your voice does not get to uh, be heard anywhere and do you believe public square do you believe that those that that those tech companies that are doing that have um the government's best interest or our best interest in in I have mind? their best i think they have their best interest in mind um it seems to follow the the uh the current government line, though, I mean, if Metaxas got pulled off because he had someone talking about the vaccine that wasn't popular and yeah. the government is promoting the vaccine, well, it, it all of a sudden you disappear. Pulling people off has begun in earnest yeah. since the last during and after the last election. Well, I mean, the, the moment you can say, hey, a, a president is unpopular and therefore we're going to cancel him mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. I, I mean, the moment they did that, it was it was no holds barred. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you can cancel a president. Yeah. Uh, the the man that we say is the most powerful person 
in the world. Through it. We got another half to come. All right, back with you. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They will take care of your roof. That's why they're called PI Roofing, <laughs> your roof leak detectives. But something else that they do that we don't talk about enough probably is that, you know, if you got some work that needs to be done and drywall replacement and things of that nature, they'll do that too. They can do it for you. Small uh, construction projects around the house, they can do that for you. They can put new guttering on your home. They can put new windows in your home. They can do all of that. They're just not roofing anymore. They're kind of a whole home uh, stop uh, for you. And uh, look, if they do roofing as good as they do, they can do everything else as good as well. They test everybody before they become a working member of PI Roofing, Joel Johnson is really notorious uh, for that. That is PI Roofing, 707-3551, 707-3551, or on uh, your internet at piroofing.com. All right, let's continue on here as we were talking about this. And um, uh, just a moment ago, we had uh, uh, Scott talking about that President Biden is jumping up and down and doing backflips because the Undersecretary of Education, is that correct? Uh, Yeah, I think that's what it was. You you were talking about Michael Brown. Michael Brown, of course, is a a Christian speaker and preacher who uh, he had tweeted out talking about this person getting a high government uh, place, and they... um, they're going to be, te- you know, putting policies together to teach kids. And here's the key. Uh, they believe it's true that what you think you are is what you are. Yeah. Because the undersecretary is a man who thinks he's a woman. Well, now, how much he thinks he's a woman, I don't yeah. know. All well, right. enough to dress like a woman. Yeah, so. he dresses like a woman. And uh, bottom line, uh Brown made a tweet about it, and it's true. I mean, it's just true, and Twitter cut him off for two weeks. Yeah. Just for stating the truth. truth. He didn't didn't add commentary to it. He just made a statement. But just pointing out that gets you you in trouble now in America. Now, if he had said at the beginning, isn't it wonderful, and then stated it, Um, nothing would have happened. Right, right. And he didn't even say... Isn't this a travesty? He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. He just said, take a look. Here's the truth. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had things pulled off um, Facebook or I was Twitter? In, or I was in jail for two months. Were you? Mm-hmm. I yeah. have, I have by and large abandoned social media. Have you? Um, yeah. I just, it's because you can't get out what you want to well, get out anymore. So my, my inbound feed is all stuff I don't want to see, and my outbound feed always gets blocked. So it's like, yeah. well, then what's the point? Why am I here? Yeah, so, that's true. Um, it's just I, I don't have I don't have time for that level of toxicity in my life. Yeah, I I use it as a pastoral tool for the most part, yeah. just keeping up with people that I that, you know my people I can see what they're yep. doing, you know, and and um, they and can they can reach me a lot easier. I've been off Twitter forever just because I it, have a Twitter account. It's kind of toxic as yeah. far as I see it. I don't know the last time I posted on Twitter, or Facebook. I use Messenger um, mm. to, for the same thing, right? To keep up with with I have a lot folks. of international friends and things um, like that. And, it's, and Ahava has a uh, Facebook page where, mm. where we communicate stuff out to everybody. So I, I mean, I 
see that on occasion. But other than that, um, I just don't have a use for it. No, I don't have a Snapchat or any of yeah. that kind of stuff. I got yeah. an Instagram, but I don't post on it very often. I go on it to see what other people are doing. Yeah. Right, right. And so I can see pictures of where they're standing mm-hmm. in front of their uh, lily pad pond <laughs> and uh, add in some sand and stuff and said that they went to Puerto Rico uh, <laughs> for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe everything you say you see on Instagram. I'm just saying. Yeah. So we were um, we were talking about those. Did you see that there was a bit of a riot over the the weekend out in California? Um, No. Talking about transgender things. Uh There was a a women women's only spa. Oh, I saw this. Yes. And a woman had taken her very young daughters with her to to treat them to a spa day, and as they were um, in the women's only steam room, a self-identified woman came in completely naked, exposing her children um, to a woman who wasn't a woman. Oh. Yeah, penal abuse. Uh, and she went out and complained, and that turned into... Well, uh, you can't be a member public. here. Right. Um, th- that became publicly known pretty quickly, and some folks came down to uh, say, uh, this is not the sort of thing. I mean, legally... You've just committed child abuse on on minors. Um, you know, there, I mean, you there used to be penalties for that sort I, of thing. Honestly, it's still. I mean, even to this day, if if you if you pulled over to the side of the road to go the, to use a restroom because you couldn't wait, right. and a policeman sees you, you're actually put on a sex offenders list because yep. you went to the bathroom outside mm-hmm. where anybody possibly driving by could see you. And now, I mean, that's law on the books, right? And yet, you you allow your but that's the, becoming the hypocrisy more, is so that's becoming more like Europe. Oh, yeah. In Europe, they've done that forever. Yeah. I mean, you go France, you go to Germany, somebody's got to go to the bathroom, they stop right on the side of the road and take a whiz. Yeah. They don't care. I mean, I mean and they I, don't face away from you either. Uh, you know, I, I've been, you know, I've lived in, in Europe for, you know, for uh, two decades, and it's it's nothing. People, people will go to the beach and they'll actually, they can actually take off their clothes and put on their bathing suit on the beach. Yeah. And of course, mostly, whether it's mostly nudist it's, or oh not. yeah, and mostly it's topless. Uh, most all beaches are 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 topless, even in Iceland, uh, if you can imagine. So, uh, but um, but they usually have hot the hot uh, pools. At any right. rate, um, but um, I forget what our what we were talking about. We were, just, we're, we're talking, talking about, about, about oh about, so, about about this uh, about Michael Brown. Oh, yep. just just stating the fact gets you get you in get you in trouble. I hope America, you know, I. Living in Europe all that time that I did, I would come back to America and I would, whenever I'd travel and minister, and I used to say all the time, I live in the future and I've come back to the past to tell you what our future looks like if we don't right. change. And most, for most part, people were like, we're America. Never going to happen to us. Yep. We're too big to fail. You're we're the United t- States you, of America. You hear that now. And, and guess what? We're right now at, on the verge of what I said we were going to. And the same people who wouldn't believe me then. Or still not believe me now. Here's the key. If you give credence to the other side who are telling you lies, then what will happen is that sooner or later people won't believe it's a lie. It'll mm-hmm. become the truth, and then you are in a really a terrible ball game yep. at that point. Well, and we've raised um we've raised a bunch of children who 
been propagandized. Right, and and got an award for everything. Uh, mm-hmm. So everybody should be, you know, respected in the same way, regardless of whether they're winners or losers. And hey, folks, there really are winners and losers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it, we've we've mushed their brains, and they just don't have the critical skills to figure out what truth is and isn't. Um, well, they've not been told what the truth is. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. Your the truth is your truth. Right. That is the and that is the biggest lie. Yeah. That has been taught over the last thirty years, forty years. You know, I, I've heard a lot of um, people, um, especially that are left of center, say, you know, talk about all the virtues of Europe and then what we want to be like Europe and so forth. And a lot of in a lot of areas they are wanting to go that way. But guess what? In Europe. They don't tear down statues of people they don't do, agree right, with. Right, They've got statues from all these people, World War II people that you, here in the States people would go nuts over. And guess what? I had two children in Europe, and guess what they don't do for you? They don't pay for your kids to be born if you're a foreigner. Right. They don't pay for your kids to be born. you got to pay for them. We, we want to have their same system but not follow the same rules. Uh, and so if I went through the whole list of things that Europe does and how things work, people over here would – would yeah. would have <clears throat> conniption or go but that's catatonic. that's the left's problem they always said yeah look at all those problems but that's because they don't do it right, right. we'll do it right they do it wrong it goes before ever destruction. anywhere right Sorry. so i said because communism has ever worked anywhere yeah. right um it just it does but we're gonna do communism different oh we're not calling it communism because um people would freak out about that but it's communism folks sorry plain and simple the left desires communism more than anything else they reject god and embrace uh humanism um and become communist in nature uh, and and in the process of that Folks like us with opinions like ours have to be silenced or eliminated. And I use that word eliminated and, and you, well, they would never kill. Yeah. We would have thought that in the 1930s in Germany as well. Yeah. They wouldn't. These are Christian people. They would never start gathering up Jews and killing them. Wouldn't happen. Anti-Semitism in America is on the rise in no. dramatic proportions. Yes, it is. You know, it was probably a year, a year and a half ago where we first started talking about that. And we started hearing voices coming out of places like New York and that going, anti-Semitism is on the rise, but it's not to the 1939s level. Um, and then I heard someone just last week or the week before um, saying, we've been saying it's not to the 1939 level. But it's really, really close at this point. Um, we see lots of people cutting bait and, and choosing to go back to Israel um, because it's it's dangerous right now in some cities to be Jewish. Um, yeah, as for people in San Francisco or in L.A. or in New York sitting outside at a, at a restaurant and people suddenly just come up and start wailing on them. Yeah. What was yeah. that rabbi who came out of the synagogue and was was stabbed how many times yeah. just a couple of days ago? Yes, it's, it's by the way crazy. I don't I don't serve that fluffy Jesus that says you can't fight fight back. If you choose to hit me coming out of uh, out of church, I'm going to hit you back. I'm just saying. But you hit them in love. I'll hit them in love with my Bible, probably. <laughs> so what? Uh, you wouldn't turn the other cheek. I absolutely would turn the other cheek, as long as we understand what, what that, that actually means. means. Yeah, there it is. That was, and you're not going to have time to discuss me, that. If someone insults me, that you can stand there and, and talk bad about me all you want to. And that's what that verse is actually referring to. It's it's it being insulted and being maybe even being spat upon. I've been spat upon in the past. I would probably let that slip. But you put a hand on me. And you're likely to lose those fingers. So I spent a, long, a lot of years trying to make sure that people couldn't hurt me physically. And 
I'm still not likely to take that abuse. All right, let's take our last break, then we'll finish it up for this Tuesday. Bible guys are here. You got a question, 823-0965, or we'll pick up on that second question, which we should, uh, that was sent to us as well. Don't forget about Dustin Turner. I met with Dustin Turner last week, sat down with him because I believe that we're, you know, how the how hot the housing market has been right now. There's not enough houses. There's a, there's more money available and things of that nature because of that. If you're a seller, you're probably going to sell quicker than you have in the past by a long shot. Well, I was thinking about selling my house next year, but because all of this has been happening, I decided I'm going to get Dustin Turner to come out here and sit down and talk to me because there's three things you can do. One... He can tell you, make the repairs, all of the repairs, and go for top dollar. Two, just make a few of the repairs and then be as is and see what you can get for it, which will be more than what you think. Or you can do uh, number three. He can maybe see uh, that he'd like to have your house and take it and do whatever needs to be done and then turn a profit. And so he'll offer you some money. Or the last thing, because there's four, you can do nothing. You can just sit where you're at and do nothing. And I'm not a person that does like not to do nothing. And so I've been talking to to Linda about it, and uh, and I said, we need to get Dustin out here. And I did. By the way, he does a great job. He came out. He was ready. He told me, do this, do that. I got the as-is thing. Don't make it perfect, Dave, but there's a few things you got to do. That's got to be done. Like uh, just over the years, you know, you get you get damage to the door frames and stuff. He was talking about lightly, you know, getting in there with the uh, uh, the the sandpaper and then restaining them and things of that nature. And so I've started that, and I I intend by hopefully September to get my house on the market. Wow. See if I can uh, if I can move it because when they t- I bought it for one hundred and sixty four thousand. Uh, and uh, I was told by Zillow is worth two fifteen. He thinks I might be able to get two thirty five. So I'm just telling you, that was enough to convince me. And I have all my friends say, "Well, where are you going to live?" I said, "I live on the street. If I got to put all my stuff in storage, and I got to live on the curb. I will for a while." But uh, to make that type of a profit, I mean, that has always been a leg of my retirement. And if I can sell high after buying low, you better believe I'm going to sell high after buying not what I consider low, but still uh, make a lot more money than what I put into that house. So Dustin Turner, that's who you should turn to. I told, I always told you that uh, he's the guy I'd call if I wanted to sell my home. And guess who I called? I called Dustin Turner. His number 501-952-2969. 2969 you ask me why i'll tell you i see the market good right now but i see jimmy carter just around the corner and if you don't know what i'm talking about look up the word stagflation all right just go take a look at it and look at uh, what happened during the 70s a break and then we're back to finish it up here on the bible guys are we expecting another great awakening Okay, before we go any further, let's uh, help people understand what our questioner is asking. Yeah, Great Awakening. There's been uh, two Great Awakenings. Uh, basically, we're talking about uh, 
large scale um, revivals where where a society basically is changed. Um, the Welsh revival was so impactful that um, the miners who got born again when they went back down the mines, they found that their um, their mules wouldn't obey them because the mules couldn't understand them because they weren't swearing anymore. Yeah, that's true. The mules were used to being called blankety blank blank and being beat, and mm-hmm. they got born again, went down there, and they were using different language. And Come on, boy! Yeah, right, and they, <laughs> the mules wouldn't respond. The pubs all closed. So we're talking about massive scale revival that actually affects the the culture. And when we talk about an awakening, okay. Yeah. So when was the last one? Was we didn't say awakening? Yeah, we're saying awakening. Awakening. Right, yeah. Right. Was it uh, was it Finney's revival or was it? Uh, What's his name from uh, the big church in Chicago? I'm trying to think of Moody. Moody, yeah. Moody. Uh, well, uh, I think Finney was a part of this. Was it the first or the second Great Awakening? Um, but I don't think. I don't know. Boy, I give you. Sure. I give you. Give you some homework. Go read some of Finney's books. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what he said yeah. during time. They. They. What was the. What was that bench called at the. Oh the yeah. Front of the of the church. The center's bench. Was that what it was? I think it was called the Sinner's Bench. And I think it was Finney, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Finney. And he had an he had an eighty percent success rate yeah. when it came to people getting born again. Wow. And they and he was asked the question, Why is your success rate so large? And he said this. He said, When you preach, you preach ninety percent law, ten percent grace. Yeah. And what have we done today? Flip that puppy around. Now we don't preach any law, any law you preach yep. against it and it's all about grace yeah um but um okay that's a little so to, this is like paul to uh, answer yeah. the question though we have to define the question properly if you're asking if there is a great awakening coming the answer is yes there's a great awakening in progress right now just not in the united states mm-hmm. there, there are there are places all over the world where governments are trying to figure out what to do with all these new christians like in africa right um and, and it's it's Even just, in Israel, right? Um, yes, <laughs> China and China, 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 China is uh, becoming Christianized uh, ridiculously fast mm-hmm. um, to the point that you've got people having to sit over. You, you've got pastors sitting over millions of congregants simply because they can't train pastors fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, there is a great awakening going on. Whether or not the United States will be a part of that, I don't. I don't have a lot of hope for that. I really don't. Uh, we have embraced sin. Um, you have to understand that the United States is the primary exporter of pornography in the world. We kill children now. I understand people look at China and go, but China kills a lot more children. Well, they don't really anymore. They've had to back off of those policies because they're in a state of decline population-wise. But the United States still kills millions of children every year. We spit in the face of God and somehow expect to be blessed. I just don't see. Unless there is a massive, massive turn of heart in this in this country, I don't see a great awakening coming to the United States. Mm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, uh, as far as awakening goes, as far as affecting uh, culture, I would tend to agree with that. I do believe that churches can be in a state of revival. Where Absolutely. You, where you have, it's kind of like, you know, you had Goshen within Egypt. And Goshen was, you know, in essence, having a revival. They had protection and safety and so forth. And I believe that local churches can experience revival and can can be Goshen in the midst of a land under under a curse. Uh, but as far as our nation awakening and changing, I think I think your prayer always needs to be for that yep. and always be believing for that. But do we get there? Um, 
at the moment my faith isn't quite at that place. I see yeah. I see us continually moving down the uh, uh, the path that um, makes us um, more like um, not a third world country, but kind of like like the UK. You know, the UK ruled the world at one time. Yeah, and that, look at all those beautiful churches they have that nobody goes yeah. to. And now it's just museums. More, yeah, yeah. and museums, now they're, yeah. they're you know now the UK it's still a force in the world, but is it the dominant? No, yeah. and I kind of think that that's where. We're headed. The only problem is, I think the questioner goes on to say, who takes our place? Well, the only other nation out there that shows the strength is not one of the good guys. Here. Yeah. And personally, I don't think anybody is going to particularly yeah. take that place. It'll be a coalition. And unfortunately, yeah. I've read about a coalition that tries to rule at the end of time. So mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't work out real well for uh, us. For them. Yeah. Or for us. Yeah. Right. You know, if you happen to be... That, that was the royal us. That was as a world. <laughs> yeah. I, in the end, it works out really well for us. It does. Specifically, but... It uh, will. It will definitely do that. We're out of time, guys. It's always a pleasure. Always I'm not sure who's going to be here next week, although I know it will not be Billy. Billy's going to be having surgery. So yes, in your prayer time this week, would you petition the Lord to put his uh, healing hand upon him? And, uh, and and keep him uh, keep him in your prayers. And then, uh, Scott, hope to see you. And we, we don't know if we'll see Steve or not. So it's a transitional time. It is summer. So the things happen during the summer all the time. If we can't all be here, then we'll have a best of. There we go. I'll call on Heidi to pull a good show, and she'll do that for us. All right. Got to get a break, Ed. Time for your news and then your money news coming up. No. 